0: welcome to the wildcast podcast coming to you from wildcast studios with your hosts adam lund and jeremy boucher
1: welcome back to wildcast studios for another episode of the wildcast podcast your unofficial voice for all things monkton wildcats as always listeners, i am your host adam and i am joined of course in studio again so good to have him back by your favorite co-hoster mr jeremy boucher how was your family day weekend
0: Family Day weekend was good. Yep. Uh, I went to visit the uh, father-in-law, make sure he was still doing well uh, following uh, that uh, episode a few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, I remember, Adam, about a year ago, I told you about how I went down to visit him and I had KFC for the first time in a long time. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. Well, this time around, I had Taco Bell. For the first time? For the first time in, honestly, probably 20 years wow and uh megan my wife Mm -hmm. said i could no longer have taco bell
1: (laughs) i can't imagine because
0: (laughs) it comes back up or you know comes out comes out as fast as it goes in (laughs) she ended up sleeping on the couch last night (laughs) because my gas was something fierce (laughs) Yeah, don't say, eh? <laughs> huh. Man, these uh steak burrito supreme, absolute pile of crap, man. That yeah. that st- that tastes pun intended.
1: Like shit, pun intended.
0: It looks like shit. <laughs> it tastes like shit. Hashtag not a <laughs> Yes.
1: Yeah. So when was that Saturday night?
0: That was actually Monday, like on. The drive home. Oh so we stopped oh. in uh stopped in Stewie-ac at the yeah, yeah. at the Taco Bell and oh, oh.
1: yeah. Not no, to, uh, I uh usually when we go out like I don't go to Taco Bell. I just don't wanna eat it. so Layla will get that and yeah, it's not... Like, not... how can that food even exist? <laughs> I don't know.
0: It it's it oh man, <laughs> like it, the, the gentleman behind me in line, <laughs> it, he also said the same thing. He's like, uh, "You guys know what to eat here?" I was like, "Man, I've never eaten here before in my life." He's like, oh, "Me wow. too. Me, neither am I." Like, I Usually, I was just driving by and I saw a sign for Taco Bell and I realized I haven't had Taco Bell in quite a while, so I thought I'd stop in. <laughs> There's a reason. He's like, "Do you know what? Do, do you know what's good?" And I was like, "I don't know. I got the steak burrito supreme." He's like, "Okay, I'll check. It. I'll get that too." You can hear him like behind me ordering the exact same thing we just make eye contact with each other in the <laughs> restaurant eating our burritos and I was like who <laughs> not good even the, the the server like the cashier was like yeah he asked a cashier he's like what what's good here and she's like I don't know I don't eat taco Bell <laughs> well when your employees don't eat yeah, it, when
1: your employees don't eat it I don't know yeah that's uh that's <laughs> that's way way different than my weekend I guess I literally didn't do anything but go to hockey and well the Scott Tournament of Hearts is on, so my t v stays on the Scott Tournament of Hearts for ten straight days um as much as Layla is not a fan of that obviously but um yeah it's it's <sighs> I'm a big Holman fan, which is yes. weird like mm-hmm. Ontario you know Einerson went with the the factory team of putting us like a super team together when she got Val Sweeting from Alberta and I mean everybody can kind of do that the way they want but um from around the world because people need to know the truth enjoy That's Very right accurate. we have breaking Bye. news and people um so I tweeted the eyes emoji for our on Twitter oh. <laughs> I just wanted to have some fun with an actual horn, and it's a lot of different horns on there, but um, no, I didn't know how to break into it, so I wanted to break into it. So the eye emojis, uh, the Wildcast Studios is moving. I can't wait to see your face on the video on that. Um, Wildcast Podcast Studios is moving. We were Uh, talking
0: about curling, and all of a sudden, it was like a (laughs) service interruption.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I didn't know what that sound was. I was like... Let's see what happened. I hit the button. That's why I didn't turn it up real uh, real loud. But um, no, we're this is our fourth last episode um, in the studio here uh, in downtown New Brunswick as we are moving out uh, onto a house just off Shediac Road. So um, we'll still be the Moncton Wildcast podcast, not Riverview Wildcast or um, Dieppe Wildcast. But um, yeah, no, it's a little bit bigger of a house and a little bit bigger of a studio. So we are expanding. So you should have seen the amount of messages I got when I put up the eye emojis. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Is it this? Is it this? Nope. Nope. Don't worry, people. It's not a bad thing. But I said I would reveal it on Wednesday. Um, So there you go. We are moving. We're not leaving you. We are just moving to a different studio. We will not be interrupted um, as we move basically around St. Patrick's Day. So um, we will have your coverage as we get into the playoffs. Uh, Moving forward. Back to the Scotties. Like I said, I understand put a super team together. Holman made some changes. Uh, Courtney went into the booth. Um, she got Tracy Flurry. I'm not a fan of Tracy Flurry. She's missed a lot of shots. Um and it's it's tough now. Oman's lost to Northern Ontario. She's lost to Northwest Territory or sorry, she's lost to Manitoba and lost to Northwest Territories who are both above her in the standings. Uh Oof. as the top 3 teams move on. Canada in pool A is at 5 and 0. Oh. Mm. BC at 3 and 2, which is kind of nice to see them uh, especially as the host. And then Nova Scotia at 3 and 2. Still lots of uh still lots of Games to be played ends to be played, and uh, pool play is what's called. And uh, New Brunswick, for those wondering, uh, is uh, played four games. She's two and two. Uh, by the time you hear this, that record won't matter to you. So um, always good to see it. I was hoping it was going to come to Fredericton next year. There was some brewings of maybe it would be in Fredericton. I just needed to be somewhere where it's not in BC, so that I'm not mm. staying up till ten thirty at night to watch curling, which I mean, usually I fall asleep about midnight, but, um, I'd love to see it here. Uh, you know, we've proven we can have events. Let's have the Scotties, uh, here in Moncton.
0: we had, we had the men's worlds. Yeah. Uh, at the Coliseum, man, yeah, it was probably like 10 or 10 years ago. Right. I don't know when it was, but I know that I didn't go to any of the up uh, the, uh, the draw. They called draws, right? Draws, yeah, curling. Yeah, yeah like draws. Yeah. See, uh I, I watch curling. I'm, I'm not like uh I'm not into it like you, yep. you know. Uh when, Scotties, when I was though. when I was growing up, my uh I was I, I was a bit of a rebel, so what? I also I I wasn't into curling, but I did have my fair share of days where I threw rocks at houses. <laughs> um so what? <laughs> uh Jeremy's that,
1: mom if you're listening, no he didn't. No.
0: Uh, honestly, my my weekend was um, Canada Games.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that. if you're catching that. Um, Quebec is kind of the team that we want to watch mm-hmm. quite a bit, but uh, there's a surprise there. in uh, UConn, UConn, Northwest? yeah, yeah, new U- UConn, right? Yeah,
0: their uh, first overall pick in the WHL draft, uh, Gavin McKenna, Bantam draft, Bantam not even, that's correct. not even, yeah. U-18, so it's like picked, U-16. Yeah, so he was back when he was 14, and he's yeah. got, like, at this moment, he's got 21 points in, like, three or four games, uh, which is ridiculous.
1: Which is kind of crazy to think about because, like, you had talked about Zach Wheeler last year with mm-hmm. Mike and how he was going to have an impact at 14. Well, if they had the same rules that the WHL have, he'd already be a drafted player yeah. to Team X, and it wouldn't be Moncton because they probably wouldn't have a shot at him. Mm-hmm given his his hype but um what are your thoughts on like we have a potential lottery pick mm-hmm. sadly we can't get out of our own way so right now we got a top 10 pick of our own um just some of the names you're keeping an, an eye on
0: yeah for sure uh getting back to zach wheeler it's been definitely in let's put a underwhelming right. performance so far uh it's been uh, he hasn't been as noticeable as uh as I was hoping and, you know, some of the scouts were, were hoping. So um, I know when we looked at the hockeyprospect.com uh, top 100 yeah. list that was released last week, he was, I believe, uh,
1: sixth. Sixth, I believe.
0: And, uh, y- you know, that's he's still going to be a first-round pick, but I think, uh, you know, this performance here uh, might affect his draft stock a little uh, a little bit. Uh, The the big names in Quebec are are performing, you know, how they should. You know, Caleb Dinoyer and Nathan Leconte and Alex Huang and, um, you know, there's Emile Like These guys are on the score sheet uh, every every game. A player I really like out of Quebec is Sean Carrier. Uh, I think he's in that first round on that list. He He is 12th. yeah. Yeah, 12th. So... Uh that's a player I really like. Uh he seems to be all over the ice uh all the time and uh you know there's there's other players in on Quebec that are that you know I, I think we've got a pretty good shot at. Yep. Uh if uh, ideally you know if we have three first round picks I think you take one a player per position. You know forward, defenseman, goalie. Cool.
1: Uh, you know, that's the track uh, record given goaltenders. I, uh, the, the, the staff behind the bench would have to change and there'd have to be a, a monumental organizational shift to take a goalie in the first round. And I know the guy you're talking about mm-hmm. and, and I just, I wouldn't want to see another Lavalet because at the time that we're going to be drafting a goaltender, we've got maybe a year of contention if things go right and then Memorial Cup year. And then you're. If he's not playing because you're trying to win games, like that's the only thing that scares me.
0: I guess it depends, you know. But it, I've seen it, one it,
1: game and he looked really good and he moved
0: well and he it, played well. It, yeah, in Yeah, honestly, like yeah. I was, we're talking about uh, LaSelle here yep. and uh, William William LaSelle. I think his first name yep. is
1: eighth ranked uh, player according yep. to Hockey Prospect.
0: And that first game against, um, I'm not sure it was Manitoba or Saskatchewan. Manitoba, Manitoba. Manitoba. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I found he didn't even have a good game. He, that that was to me that was a down game for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's capable of of a lot more, and because uh, his 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 numbers are lights out at the U eighteen level, uh, they're right up there with Gabriel Daggs last year. Yeah. Um, he's and as William Musel is also a you know he's he's got a late birthday just like Gabriel Dagg. So it's you know this this guy won't be eligible to get drafted until two thousand twenty six
1: yeah so it god it's, that's crazy
0: yeah uh, you know there's there's time and there's a lot of time for him to develop and um he's been impressive even the, even their other goalie malosh has been good mm-hmm. uh i think one player on new brunswick that's really caught my eye is a uh, little guy out of north uh, northern moose jackson shattuck yes uh filing five, five four or five, foot five, but man he plays a lot bigger than than his uh than he is and um, he's just obviously he's going to be one of those guys that you could probably grab in, in one of the later rounds. Don't know if he'll make a ever make the team, but he's he's a guy that he's probably got junior A kind of written on him. But mm-hmm. if he keeps playing bigger for his size, you know, honestly, you could you could probably get him into a lineup in in the queue. Uh, he's just that kind of a spark plug. Uh, kind of an energizer bunny guy and he's got kind of an offensive side of his game too so he could pitch in offensively or he could be you know a pretty you know a reliable third line player
1: yeah i was trying to find the uh the schedule as in the first round once the uh NBU or PEI U18 gets going again mm-hmm. it will be Moncton and Northern Moose um there it is uh, Tuesday the 28th is here in Moncton uh, Saturday March 4th is here in Moncton and then if it has to go more than that Tuesday March 7th so a player you'll get to see in um, live a couple times if you uh, if you're into watching some playoff hockey which who doesn't love playoff hockey yeah, right that's right all right let's get to news and notes from around the queue
0: news and notes from around the queue
1: and don't to forget, as always, you can uh, like us on our social medias: Twitter, Monk2Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, and TikTok Wildcast Podcast. Some big news out of Halifax: they announced they uh, <laughs> have been sold. Shares have been sold, like the full team. Like it was all shares. He owned the whole thing, or did he own? Smith? Well, Bobby, Bobby Smith, Smith was yeah. majority owner. Majority. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he was if he owned the whole team or if he just sold like majority of shares. Um. So Bobby Smith has owned the team since two thousand three. Sold to Sam Simon. Of Simon Holding groups out of Michigan. There's no worry here, right?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> if you watch the, uh, you can easily make a joke here, and I, you know this is all this is all joke. But remember the Danbury Trashers? Do you <laughs> you watch that Netflix documentary? I did watch that Netflix where the yeah. rich guy buys a hockey team for his son. Yeah. Well. <laughs> The Halifax yeah, yeah. Mooseheads will now be known as the Danbury Trashers. <laughs> I did, uh, uh, I
1: did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: uh, I don't see a concern for it. Uh, you know, it's not like they're gonna pack up and move this team. They're it's running. not like
1: they're buying Bathurst or yeah. a team that's been struggling in, in past. And, and so, what do you do? Move them to Michigan and you're in the OHL.
0: <laughs> like, can they even do that? I don't like. Uh, it's. I'm not concerned. The only, you know, if anything, it's. There's just going to be an absent owner of the Mooseheads because he's not going to be at every game. I don't think his yeah. family going to move to Nova Scotia. It's, no. it's, uh, honestly, it's, I didn't see it coming. It was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know Mavs teased it on the East Link broadcast of the, of the game on, on Monday. Oh, and really? yeah, I kind of overheard that and, um, I didn't think it was something like this. I thought maybe a new rink or what. Yeah, but well, it's 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 to me it's it's not the way they built it up was that it's monumental. It's it's a uh, historic. It's this and
1: that, it's which not. is why I tweeted from our account that it the way they're building it up it sounded like a new rink yeah. because they've been in that rink for since day one, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, well, this a new rink, but then you are thinking, well, they're not going to take them out of the downtown core. They can't exactly rip that building down and build a new one. So, and then as it, that was about an hour before. So, as you started to get closer to it, things started to leak out that it was what it was. I did find it funny how everyone thought it was going to be the draft, even though the Q League has literally advertised the draft in Sherbrooke for about four and a half months now. And that's not. Historic, historic. No, it's... they already changed the jersey. They weren't changing the name. So, I mean, it, it, it can't have, be a bad thing when you have even a you know. As much as we hate Halifax rivalry wise, that's been a stable, marquee franchise, mm-hmm. and I don't see any rumblings or think anything. If I think Halifax Mooseheads that they'd be struggling ownership wise, so I think this is just a. I've had a good run. If somebody can bring a fair offer, I'm open to it, and. This is nothing but good things for Halifax. Maybe to do some rentals on that arena with mm-hmm. with a with a budget or whatever they want to do with it. At, at least it's it's a a stable ownership group coming into say what you will a marquee franchise in the CHL.
0: Well, that's exactly it. It's, it's just it doesn't. It didn't really dig blew it up they tried to make this bigger than it was and mm-hmm. uh even some of the halifax fans are saying that it's they i mean it was uh, underwhelming they just it wasn't something that they they found to be historic or anything like that and um this they're one of the best best organizations in the league they're not going to be leaving they're not no. going to be moving uh they're not going to be folding it's no i think you'd <laughs> have
1: like this would have to have league approval and if, oh yeah if you're Anywhere yeah. in the ballpark of moving this franchise, I think the league would be like, well, no, not a chance. Yeah, they've
0: just said they've been too successful, and they've you know they develop players well, get the best out of their players, and and you know they they seem to be up there every every three or yeah. four years. So there's not going to be any sort of movement of the Mooseheads. It's they're they're in Halifax, I think, for good. Yeah, they're like monkeys. they will eventually ha- need to get a new arena because that is getting outdated and but that's probably another 10 years down the road
1: which i mean hopefully depending on the deep pockets because we know nothing really about this guy maybe we'll see some uh some rink improvements um this isn't really major news but it's kind of an interesting schedule um wise uh so obviously the canada games is over in pei they've been using different rinks um and the game this friday against schwinnigan uh will be played at 11 a.m before the two Canada games semifinals uh, at the East League Center. So, I mean, there's been uh, school day games and stuff like that, and P. I. will be on March break, so that helps. It's not just a random 11 a.m. game when most people are working. But, look, it's making the best of the schedule. I was a little – like, I thought if the games are Saturday, Sunday, maybe they'd play – or Friday and Sunday, the final, maybe they'd interject Charlottetown against Shawinigan. On the Saturday night because it is a a President Cup rematch, um, but look they're they're having this when kids are off school and they've got a promotion for seventy seven percent off tickets. I believe the code is like Topo, which is uh, isn't there one of their players Topolnitsky? Yeah, I think something yeah. like that. So it's Topo seventy seven percent off tickets to get people to come to this game at eleven. A little bit of an interesting schedule wrinkle. Uh, I don't know if I would go if I had the ability to go at 11 a.m. And then, like Kieran Glenn said, I, I haven't played a game at 11 o'clock since I was a kid. So I believe that's shewinigan's first game of the road trip. Yeah, 11 a.m. And then they come in Saturday. Oh, no, we got them Sunday. So a little bit different for getting off the bus and probably get here maybe Wednesday night, Thursday, and have to play at 11 a.m. That'll For creatures of habit, that'll definitely throw them out Um Throw maybe a little bit of wrinkle in there. And as I said, a President Cup rematch no longer uh, as we now have a new name for the leg ch- the league championship. I think it was reported. It might have been the worst kept secret. Uh, but the, the logo did come out now um, for the President Cup, which, thank goodness, because I always got President Cup and President's Cup in golf always mixed up, so I probably tweeted it wrong many, many times. Um, it is now the Gilles corto Trophy, the GC Cup, as I uh, quickly called it before we went on, but it is the Gilles corto Trophy. Trophy. Uh, your team of the week? Well, when you come through the Maritimes and play Moncton, St. John, and the Islanders, you're going to have a good week. Uh, Joshua Waugh, three games, six goals, four assists, plus nine. Uh, Alexis Gendron of Gatineau, two games, seven goals, no assists. Zachary Bolduca of Quebec, three games, seven goals, two assists. David Spacek? No, no, JR. Spachek. Uh, the Phoenix on defense, three games, zero goals, five assists. Jeremy Langlois, three games, one goal, four assists. And Olivier Adam for Sherbrooke, two games, 9.1 save percentage, and a two goals against average. Remember that time when we kind of questioned that deal and we said you just had to be good? Mm-hmm. Well, it helps when your team only gives up two shots in the first period. Yeah, you just got to be good.
0: How uh, does somebody from Halifax make that team of the week? Uh,
1: probably because I will bet it started on – Oh, maybe I don't know. they will probably be all. It'll be all Halifax this week. Yeah. Maybe it depends when the cutoff is. If it's like Saturdays, then that might uh, be yeah. why. Okay. Um. But yeah, I, I would imagine they'll be on there. And then your player of the week was Joshua Waugh. Uh, like I said, I mean that. From everything we reported and saw him play in Saint John, and just a complete different player, and just a complete player. And <laughs> we'll get to it in the in the recap. But I kind of found something. I giggled to myself uh, when we played four-on-four against this, so let's get to the Jeremy Boucher Wildcast Podcast Team of the Week. Oh, yeah. And then we'll get to the quick question that I forgot to ask you. Oh, that's
0: right. Uh, Okay, where are we going here? Uh, Starting with the forwards. We got a full team, power play, Yeah, we got a a full team here. Okay. Uh, Forwards, we're going with uh, Shakutami Alexis Morin. Four goals in two games, those two games against Valdor. (laughs) <laughs> Four goals. Four goals. Yeah, I bet. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Uh, next up we have is uh, Tristan Allard of rouen Aranda. Uh, he's now a 20-goal scorer for the first time in his career. Very well done. Uh, also accomplished that in his 150th career game. Nice. And, Did they uh, recognize him on his
1: 150th game or his 151st? Uh, well, you know,
0: speaking of that, uh, third forward is Charles Baudouin. Who was a now has played two hundred and fifty two two games. Career games. Uh, the two hundred and fiftieth game was against Charltown. And they decided to honor him on his two hundred
1: and fifty first. Yeah. Uh, so good job. Yeah. Very well done. My favorite part is they tweeted during his two hundred and fiftieth game. Charles Boudin in his two hundred and fiftieth game, something had a- playing well or whatever, but they acknowledged the tweet and then the next day they literally announced playing in his two hundred and fiftieth game. I was like, that's not even real.
0: Now it's two fifty one. Yeah.
1: On defense
0: Romain Rodzinski. Only because he has a great name. That is a great name, Romain. Uh, Yeah. Romain. And also on defense is Simon Malte of Rumouski. The rare Q player from Moncton who have not played in the Bantam or Midget teams in this area. Oh, wow. Yeah. Played for the Ontario Hockey Academy and then played at Rothsay Netherwood. Huh. So never played. I think the last time he played at Monkham was Pee Wee. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's and impressive.
0: And in goal, because of how he was treated over the weekend...
1: Vincent Fillion. nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got thoughts coming up on that later. We though. do. That's gonna be later. <laughs> <Yeah>. But uh, <laughs>
0: for how he was treated on s- Sunday? Sunday and Monday, and
1: Monday, yeah, more so Sunday, more, more, more
0: so, yeah. more so Sunday. Oh,
1: well, that's a good. Team of the week, my there, goalie. So. Yeah,
0: and maybe this team of the
1: week will be the vote of confidence that he needs. Absolutely. Uh, all right, before we get to the quick question we forgot about, let's go to this one. Valdor Port <laughs> Dinner. <da, da. laughs> well, they didn't get any help on uh, last week with St. John.
0: No, they did not. Uh, they went out and uh, Valdor defeated Cape Breton, I believe, on last yep. uh, last Wednesday night. Thanks a lot,
1: Eagles. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, and then they went down to both
1: games to Chicoutimi. Yeah. So, which was really a no-win situation for us.
0: It was not a win at all. It was a terrible situation.
1: Like if Valdor, if you're going to lose St. John, you need to win. Yes. Like, like there's no point in Valdor losing if St. John's going to win.
0: Well, that's it. they go and lose both games to Charlottetown. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this week uh, Valdor's got. Uh, we said Blainville.
1: We said Drummondville. And Sherbrooke. Yeah, they got Blain. Where do they got? They got Blainville tomorrow at mm-hmm. home. And then Saturday, Sunday they've got uh, Saturday they got Drummondville, and Sunday they've got Sherbrooke. So that's nice. at least two losses in there. Hopefully, hopefully that's what we hope. And then St. John's got Moncton on Thursday, and back-to-back Cape Breton games on Saturday, Sunday.
0: Hmm. We should let them win on Thursday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no just pull the goalie, <laughs> run six, run six players. <laughs> Imagine all night just to get that. There's no tanking in the league. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Quick question. I forgot to ask you, and you know, it's been floated around after the river series, I believe they call it, between Gatineau and Ottawa, which makes it a lot easier because, as I've been told many times, it is basically just a monked into Riverview type drive for Gatineau to to Ottawa. I think I know your answer to this, but if the CHL had a week where they went interleague, where teams flew um, or bust if they were close enough uh, to Somewhere one year, and then the next year that team um, traveled as well. And even if two teams were going out to Alberta or wherever, they could travel together. Um, but if they hosted or traveled a team, which OHL or WHL team would you want to see play in Moncton? Oh, okay. Um, and I think I know your answer. Well, I'll start with the WHL.
0: I'd like to see the Calgary Hitman. Okay. Uh, Just because Hitman, you know. Wrestling fan. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've always been a Hitman fan for, I guess, ever since they came into the league.
1: Yep. I got a Hitman jersey upstairs. There you go.
0: And uh, OHL
1: Barry Barry Colts, Colts, right? (laughs) It's
0: pretty obvious. Uh, My my close uh, relationship to that organization. Uh, I would love to see someday the Wildcats face off against the Barry Colts. I know if it ever happens, it's going to be the Memorial Cup. Mm -hmm. And um, I will still be... I'll cheer for Moncton, but you know if Barry wins. It's it's gonna be Barry, but it's good. It's uh, that's for me. If that were to ever happen, I'd love to see it. I mean, we we went to Kitchener for a training camp one year, so well, can't that wait. was
1: not a good training camp. No, that was our first year of the three of us in existence, and that yeah. was not a. I mean, it was cool, but I, it would be. Kind of, who do we play? North Bay, Kitchener, Saginaw. Yeah. I feel like it was those three. Yeah. Yeah. That, and we went 0-3 and didn't do much fun. of anything. That was really good. It was a good time. It was oh, training yeah. camp. Yeah. Points okay But that's um, pretty obvious who my teams were. Yeah. Were I, I kind of wanted to go. Calgary surprised me for the WHL for you. um, I think I would stay. Like I lived in Lethbridge, so that would be kind of cool. But um, I think I'd go one of the state's teams, like a Everett or a Seattle. Um, Just because. And I'm going to give you the standard boring answers. Um, they've just been so good for so long, and they continue to always be a good team. I think just seeing an American team play, because I've never seen an American team play in the queue. You have. I haven't. I've seen them play in the WHL. Lewiston Maniacs. Which is a different... Uh, when you are when you go to your first one, which was Lethbridge and, I believe, Everett, I got there, get ready for the anthem. Oh, shit, it's the American anthem. <laughs> oh, yeah. We play the American anthem. Um, and then in the OHL, I... London, I mean, they're always good all the time. You'd have that built-in—I I wouldn't say built-in hate like Halifax rival-wise, but London is just the marquee CHL franchise that continues to pump out. Um, they're the Halifax of the OHL, really, um, for most teams in the OHL. So I think those two teams are big draw, would be draws here in Moncton. I, I don't know if it'll ever be a thing, um, unless like. Will said on one of his on the latest podcast with Jamie, the new CHL commissioner, um, with the new Quebec Major Junior League commissioner, um, they kind of put something together here. Maybe shrink the season to sixty games and have an interleague. But I don't want to get into too much interleague A because that'll defunct some of the franchises who can't really afford to be traveling out there. And B, I think it actually does kind of take away from a Memorial Cup. I mean, baseball did it. Baseball still does it, and it kind of takes away from the World Series, takes that mystery away, but um, I don't actually think it will happen, but maybe do two years and then take a couple of years off and then do back-to-back years where that team plays home and home away, right?
0: Well, I mean, you could make it make it worth something. I mean, not just regular season games, but, you know, it's make it worth something. I don't know what it could be worth, but, yeah. uh, I mean, look back uh, 10 years ago when – yeah, maybe MLB All Star Game. Whoever won the game, well, that league will get home field advantage in the World Series.
1: Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> they actually played was, it now. Yeah, that's a that was such a stupid gimmick, and <laughs> it, what a, what a dumb idea that was. But I would love to see it. if there's anything I'd love to see in the CHL. It's it's interleague play. Yeah, um, <clears throat> interleague trades. Fun. Oh. Like I mean, you can do it in Junior A hockey. Why can't you? You know, I'm just kidding, obviously. But Oh, inter- interleague games would be would be something I'd love yeah. to see. Uh, it's you're right. It would and it would bring a different, especially if you have an Ontario league team coming this way, with all the people who have moved from Ontario to the yeah. Maritimes. You know, yeah. it's it's going to bring you know that sort of a uh, different you know d- new fans to the rink, really, and people who move here from and we know Bernie, Bernie's from Barry, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, He'd be there probably, he'd definitely be there for sure. Not sure who he'd cheer for, but I think we know who he would cheer for. But, <laughs> you know, there's we. just, there's so many people that, that have moved from Ontario to, to the Maritimes yeah. and they, maybe they just don't go to these games because they're like, oh, well, the OHL is such a better league. Da, 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 da. Well, here's a chance to come watch your team play yeah. your new hometown team. You know, there's, there's ways around it. but
1: And it wouldn't be a mandatory thing. Like if you're in year one of your cycle, you're not going to bring in. Guelph or mm-hmm. Red Deer on their year three or four of their cycle, where you're just going to get pumped. That's yeah. if you want to, great. And then and it, you know, a Bathurst and a Cape Breton could travel with Moncton out to Alberta if they played three Alberta teams and went to Calgary, Edmonton, and Red Deer and split the cost, right? Mm-hmm. Like somewhere to, to split the cost. I I think that's less likely than actually if the CHL went to a standardized no games for the actual complete Christmas break until the juniors are done and 60 game schedule alleviate these three and four and four and five and all this stuff. Um, and just shrink your shrink your division rival games. Mm -hmm. Like you just get fan fatigue. Like you just do. Um, but we've been down this road before. Um, so let's get down to, well, the different road that we've been (laughs) down before. Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind, sponsored by a local sports pub, looking for a great place to have some wings, beers, and watch sports with friends. Head to Seventeen Fifteen Main Street, where the Salty Sea Dog used to be. Uh, all day happy hour on Mondays, where Molson products are five fifty a pint, and Wing Night is every Tuesday. A pound of wings and fries is fifteen ninety nine. And if you saw our story, uh, the Antler Whiskey Pub, I think it was called. The Antler the Downtown. Antler's Lounge? Antler's Lounge. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Uh, was robbed uh, of a lot of product, uh, basically all their products. So, um, same owner. So, if you can get to the Salty Sea Dog, or ha, if you can get to the local sports pub, get there, support them, or the Antler Lounge. Uh, and hopefully that will be the official host of the Wildcast playoff viewing parties. One step forward, two steps back for this hockey club. As, uh, well, we won two of three. Last week, and then we lost three of four uh, this week. Bringing our record to 25, 26, 1 and 2 for 53 points. Second in the Maritimes, tied for fifth in the conference with Bacomo. Eight points behind Ramouski, seven points behind Shikudimi. Hey, Jeremy, if I told you after 53 games, the Wildcats would be 24 and 20, or 25 and 26, or whatever we are, you would say. <laughs>
0: How many in man games lost to, to injury, injury. Yep. have we had? Um yep. and I I would leave it at that. Yeah, there there would there would be a lot that I'd have to say. And because uh, I remember that episode. I I remember it saying that we would battle Halifax for the division until the last weekend. And yeah, it's we're thirty points behind pretty them. Pretty right much now. over. It's, pretty much. It's pretty much over. Actually
1: I think their win on Monday gave them the division title.
0: Was it? I if it
1: if that one didn't I'm just going to go check they this They haven't end.
0: celebrated anything
1: on social media yet, which is shocking. Yeah, especially if they're going to do it against Moncton. Yeah. Uh
0: no, I I, I would have thought you were crazy. I would have thought that this team was riddled with injuries and we were losing guys left and right and um <laughs> No, I I just I, I didn't I didn't see this coming. I didn't see it at, at all. It's you know it's the point where we're only 5 ga- 5 points ahead of charlottetown right yeah. now or something like that yeah I, we should be 20 points ahead of charlottetown right yep. now uh it's just uh yeah not not a pleasant time to be a wildcats fan let's uh, or wildcats podcast <laughs> you know it, it's a lot of
1: hey it's not as bad as 17 in a row but yeah it's a lot dear of a l- lot
0: of sour yeah, sour grapes uh, yeah. going on uh, right now, and you know. Well, let's know. start with
1: good news. Let's start with good news. That's, Thursday they got a four nothing shutout. Let's start with a win. Yeah, um, second three games for Steinman. Um So, I mean, that was probably as good as I've seen them play in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, they were disciplined. The power play was good. When they're disciplined. They have a chance. They move to 9-0 and at home when leading after 40 minutes and 18-1, which is mind-boggling when they're 25-26. and 26. Um, And then Saturday, 6-2 loss to the Phoenix. And uh, I think we can both be honest. We did not expect two points out of this one. Um, but I didn't hate the effort. Um, they only had two shots in the first period it's basically what teams dealt with playing us in 2020. Like mm-hmm. they just have waves of lines and they kept the walk wildca- They the first few minutes. They were going North South. They were chipping the puck in. They were playing simple hockey, but Sherbrooke is just so good and so experienced and so veteran that they just kept us to the outside and a six, two loss. But I didn't in the games that were expected to lose like these ones, I didn't have a problem with it. And they just, These games, you have to be absolutely perfect in every instance. You have to get bounces. We didn't get either of those. The on-ice didn't matter as much as what bothered me off the ice with the Saturday night theme night.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was... uh, Well, it was Pride Night, and there was nothing that made it zero. Zero mention. That made it uh, feel like Pride Night. So that was a huge miss on the organization's part uh to me it almost felt like they were almost pressured course into having one because yep. it's being done all throughout the chl and you know you're seeing saint john have this all for one festival you know with with yep. you know performances and this and that it it, it almost felt like they were they felt pressured into into having a pride night to to feel like a that they were a progressive organization, and yeah. uh, I think we can all agree that if they were a progressive organization, they would have had a pride night at some long, point. long before
1: Saturday night, and they'd have planned for it. Yeah, because they had I can't remember who the sponsor was, but if you're having that you plan to have an LGBTQ group from Mm -hmm. Moncton somewhere in that building. Mm -hmm. The only thing that the social media team did was they had the game day in uh, the flag, uh, uh, clipped into the flag, and the very bottom banner on the 4-2 or 6-2 loss. Nothing in between the game. Nothing was shown on their social media-wise other Mm -hmm. than some sticks. Um, It just... If I were a youth that was struggling with the decision, or I was an LGBTQ person, I would have zero thought that the, the Wildcats were including me in, in that game. Mm-hmm. Zero there was more as Dave McKnight put on Twitter, there was more mention of Sunday Fun Day, which they have every Sunday, than there was Pride Night. They had some drink for fifteen dollars, some pink drink. Look, Renoranda sounded good. Yeah, it did actually. It didn't help that St. John was having the all for one festival with mm-hmm. you know, Elden John and Lady Gaga impersonators and mm-hmm. making people feel included. in included. Yep. Runa Randa has worn a lot of teams wear warm up jerseys, and I knew Moncton wasn't gonna because they were putting this thing at the end, but Runa Randa wore jerseys during the hockey game. Like mm. their their official game jersey was a an LGBT like it just there was nothing there, it felt like, oh, we're doing a Pride Night, but everything else is. The only thing they had was colored lights in the intermissions, but it was just, it, it, it honestly felt like it was one and done. Like I don't think they'll do it next year. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope they plan to do this properly. But it felt like we did it on the surface, and we did we're it good. just so we could say we did it. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, that's that's just the
0: mindset I think right now is. Yeah. Um I think a lot of people feel that way too. Like there yeah. were there were comments I was reading and it people were just saying but it didn't feel like Pride Night. It felt like a regular Saturday night. There was no acknowledgement, there was no recognition, there was there was nothing like that. It was it was just a regular hockey game.
1: And it's be, that's been a theme with this team and theme yeah. nights? Retro night and um all these different nights Other than the pink night for the jerseys, like the breast cancer for the jerseys, they don't ever have a different style jersey. It always seems like a theme night is just a thing to have to try and sell tickets, and we we just really want you in the building. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to see the exact same thing you see all the time. This is the worst effort to do that on, especially with everybody else around the league that is just killing it and and doing it because they want to, not because they feel they have to for for optics
0: mm, i agree so. was, obviously i wasn't at the game i can't i can't speak for you know what was what, what went on there
1: have you been to any regular season game this year <laughs> yeah there it is so basically the You've been to, yeah yeah nothing on the board nothing anywhere like Let's... go back and look at their instagram like their stories like they couldn't even color the sto- like the colors on the shots and the goals couldn't even change the colors that's like mm. that's the simplest thing you could do it just it yeah, it that's, was, a, that's a shame. It was not great. Well, then Sunday didn't even get any better. Um, we're going to lump these two things together, an 11-3 loss on Sunday, a 4-2 loss on Monday. We try not to talk about the kids on the ice, 100%. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't do the, the postgame because I was so white hot that you would leave a goaltender in for 10 goals. You Patrick Wadham. Mm -hmm. And I know that I've talked about pulling the one goaltender and you don't pull the other goaltender. and, And maybe that got lost in translation. I'm not saying pull Steinman every time there's five goals. What I'm saying is you have to have both goaltenders on the same platform. And right now, Philly ain't anywhere near Steinman on the platform. And don't give me this crap of he can't stop a beach ball and he can't do this. It takes the guys in front of him. And and don't give me the crap. Well, they they wanted him to find his game, and they left him in because we were playing at 2 o'clock on Monday. Cool story, bro. Steinman played three games in four nights. So you had a chance to get Phileon against Bathurst. You had a chance to get Phileon against Charlottetown. So you had a chance to get Phileon in these games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bathurst was a complete winnable game for Phileon in, in his confidence. Charlottetown? Probably a winnable game for Phileon and his confidence. The problem is they keep going to stymie because they need wins. And Phileon is a better man than I am because I'd have walked down that room, I'd have taken my gear off, I'd have gone home, and I probably would have been sick on Sunday.
0: <laughs> I almost like, thought that happened because he wasn't on the bench. Yeah. You know, like, it's he, – he was – missing from the bench for the first six or seven minutes, six or seven minutes going into what third. Yeah. Um, this game was embarrassing. It was, it was embarrassing. It was on home ice to get your shit kicked on home ice is far worse than getting shit kicked on the road. Yeah. Um, there were fans full building. There were fans leaving. After the second period. Or during the second period.
1: 5,300 people. Yeah. And at one point in the second period, it was seven goals on nine shots Mm -hmm. to get the 10th goal in. They're great. Where was um, dangerous shot chances? 27 were dangerous shots of 38. Mm -hmm. Give me a goaltender in the QMJHL. That get stops 27 dangerous. So that's basically in front of the net. Mm-hmm. They took three minor penalties in a row. That's not going to help your goaltending. Now, that's some of the penalties were, eh, so whatever. And it, it just compounded. But it just, again, he gets pulled, and the non common Wildcat fan that isn't paying attention to our show, which he should, or isn't going to a lot of games, sees him get pulled and sees Loshing score just like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they they pulled the goalie, boom, the team woke up. It just, I had, whatever I had left for the coach, yeah, I'm done. Like, get ready, fans. This is going to be a bumpy ride to the end. This isn't going to be smooth sailing. Um, Now, Philion came in on Sunday um, at uh, the start of the second period, which I missed at the start of the period. Marty missed, which, I mean, you look down, the goalies kind of have similar gear. You might miss that. Um, It was 3 nothing when Philion when came in, and he stopped 13 of 14 shots, and the only one that beat him, there was four dudes in front of him, so I don't think he saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you put him on your team of the week because I, I would have left, but the fact that he didn't, and he showed up on Monday, and when his number was called upon, he stood tall, showed so much character for this kid that I, I – I so wanted the Wildcats to get this W. And I know that Steyman had an injury. We don't know what it is because um, he wasn't on the bench for the final two periods, and that's obviously why Phillyon was in. It didn't matter. The fact that he came back, stopped 13 of 14, I I had so much love for this goaltender and in his character that he showed coming back resilient.
0: Again, I didn't watch, didn't watch much of the game, so I can't really, uh, you know, comment but from what i what i gather is uh he he did perform very well and um i'm i'm with you man i would have i would have grabbed my gear out of that dressing room and <laughs> and packed it in the car and and said see you later and yep. deal with it yeah um no, the fact that he came back to work uh you know the next day says a lot about him and yeah. i was like call up Eli James you're getting a backup role <laughs> yeah at at this point you never know what's going to happen with this team uh but <laughs> I've, I've brushed my teeth and then drank orange juice and felt better uh, <laughs> than after that game on, on, on Sunday. I mean, yeah. like it was,
1: it... at least on the road, you can turn it off like at you're... least
0: on the road. You can turn it off. Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people did is they're <sighs> like, screw this. Yeah. And we, and they left and it was the place was empty after the second period. It yeah, was, the
1: people that remained were there for the 50-50. Yeah,
0: and that's it. They were there with the 50-50, and that's probably why they <laughs> – when did they draw the ticket? Two minutes left in the game? Four. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I that better not happen again on home ice. No. Because there will be – and that was the 11, 11 goals against – what did Kevin Barrett say? The most this goals – Franchise history at home. Yeah, tied. Tied a franchise record for most goals allowed. I think
1: seven was the most in a period they've allowed in franchise history. Like, God. And I got a lot of questions of, and you probably saw it on the boards and and on the social medias, like, well, that kind of embarrassing loss, Dan's got to be gone. He's got to be. Guess what, kids? He's still around. If he wasn't let go in nine of ten, he's not being let go now. They're not going to bring in a coach for a month just to bring in another one. Um next season it's it's going to be a bumpy ride we got 14 games left five are against teams above us in the standings two against halifax Ramuski, bekomo shikudemi now bekomo's tied with us they might not be by the time we go this team at minimum if they want a shot at home ice 11 and 3 which is impossible given the fact that they've gone nine thirteen and one since the Christmas break.
0: Mm.
1: Like they have to at at minimum, you've got Bathurst has to, or you got St John tomorrow, Bathurst that has to be back to back wins, um, and then she win again on Sunday. When's the, when's the game in Bathurst? Friday. We play in Bathurst. Yep. Yep. I'm uh, terrible at scheduling. It's okay. I got you one right there. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> right in front of my face.
1: I mean, it's, it's the old one without the updated games on it, but it's it's there. Um, and then, so those are three games, three winnable hockey games. They have to win all three because your next stretch is Ramuski, Bekomo, Shakudami. in Ramuski, Bekomo, Shikudomi. Those are four-point games per night. You want any chance of a home ice advantage in round one? It's got to be wins in all three. You, you, this team needs to be six and zero by the time March break hits. Oh, 6 and zero! Jeez. If they want a shot at home ice in the playoffs, they they at least have to be six and zero.
0: All right, let's let's make another deal here. Um, when are we going to record the March break show? March sixth. Yep. If they get tw- ten out of twelve points, we'll throw some confetti. Ooh, I like that. Um, the March. Uh, the show that we're bu- bu- that we will be released on March the eighth. If they win, because guess what, we can make a confetti mess because we're moving. <laughs> that's right. That's it. So yeah, out of the next six games, if they can manage not just not five wins, just ten points. Yeah, that's what they need: ten points. Ten points in the next uh, six games. We will do a confetti toss on the March 8th episode of the podcast.
1: And the worst part about it is they are 12-15 and 15 on the road, and five of those seven, six games are on the road. No, four of the six games are on the road. So <laughs> St. John's uh, tomorrow, and then Bathurst on Friday. Y- you have to start this thing 2-0. And what are we getting OJ and Mercy back? Do we know anything about we that? We have no idea. Ogier, uh, Mercy, I believe, is close. OJ... Uh, I, I don't know. Mercier was his tonsils? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably a work back to conditioning things. Yeah. Depends how much he was off. Um, OJ, I, I don't know. At this point, I mean, if you if you go 2-4 and four in these next six games and you know you're not getting a home playoff game, it, it doesn't matter. You might be struggling to play. You might get Halifax and Quebec in the first round, and that's really what you want to avoid, kids. Yeah. So <laughs> you want to avoid them in, at, at all costs, but – um, yeah it's I, I would believe if if they don't have a shot at home ice just keep o j on the bench until the playoffs and he can come back and make his triumphant return, but it's uh it's gonna be a bumpy ride because and I don't honestly Philly on two I don't know if he plays at home again this year at home, yeah I think if he if you play him, i mean he's just not seeing the puck on the road or at home well. Um, nothing against them. You can let Q shooters like Dume and um, Josh Lawrence and, and all them just walk walk in and walk around. Um, just give them the starts depending on the injury. Now, Steinman might be good to go against St. John. Perfect. He plays at home against St. John. Philion goes against Bathurst. 1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. Go back to your 1-1. One, one. Mm-hmm. You got to get Philion in. He cannot play. If he hadn't played against Halifax either of those games, he was looking at... Three weeks in between starts. Tell me a goaltender in this league that's supposed to have expectations, supposed to be the guy that plays three weeks and is expected to be great in those three weeks. Yeah. So it's uh it's gonna be a tough road trip. Three games. Let's get uh, let's get six points on this. Let's get a, let's get a little bit of a streak going. Let's put the uh, the foot forward, one foot forward, let's get that going instead of two steps back. You ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Yes.
0: Eric Murray Realtor, buyer house from him. Stick top of the week. All right. So uh Monday. Yep. Night. <laughs> yeah. Monday night. Uh The holiday messes you up, eh? It does mess me up. <laughs> Man, I'm s I, I feel so tired right now. Oh, I get it. We uh got ourselves an upset Monday. We did. The uh U to M, the Zag Le Bleu, uh who were the I blink the sixth ranked team in the uh in the Aus, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, the sixth, yep. right team in the Aus. Well, the thing about these U Sports is they're three game series in the playoffs, and uh, so what they managed to do is they managed to go into Charlottetown against the UPEI Panthers. Game one and win game one, lost game two on home ice. And then in double overtime monday yeah. evening upset the u p e i panthers uh to advance to the next round against well the juggernaut of of u n b but uh to to make it that uh to get it out of that UPEI series is a pretty big accomplishment uh so stick tap to the the zaglo bleu uh, it's only gonna get tougher yeah um but no we, they basically got the uh p i's got the saint john sea dogs treatment now yep says they're off until Nationals, which is uh, being hosted by
1: UPEI. What a good... Dang it, I broke my pen. What a good year for Prince Edward Island. Not Canada bad. Canada Games, and yeah. they get the U Sports National hockey. They're doing pretty
0: good. Uh, and so that was, I mean, see the goal?
1: Yes. What a nice goal, man. Yeah, double overtime. If you want a goal, you, you want something nice. You don't want that chintzy, like, yeah. controversy. No controversy at One all. One on two. It was and Remy... It was uh no, it wasn't Remy, Olivier Luc Cachet? I think so. Uh, no, Remy won this. Remy Engelhart won the Subway thing. That's yeah. why I thought it was him. Yeah.
0: So Olivier Luc uh, former Rossi neighborhood product. Uh Turn him out. Yeah, not bad. And that was I don't watch a lot of e-sports, but uh, that uh, anytime you can see uh, an upset unfold, it's it's always fun. Uh, yeah, so I mean up against UNB, uh Good luck, I guess. You're in tough. But, you just uh, got to
1: win one on the road. That's it. You just got to win well, one. Well, is it
0: still a best of three? No, it's best of five now. Best of five now. Yeah, so there, maybe we'll see.
1: I mean, uh, if they go in and get that first win, go 1-0 in the series. Anything can happen.
0: That is very true.
1: All they got to well, do we've is win. S- we've seen it. Win one in, um, what was it? Win one in. Hold, hold serve at home. Win one and hold serve at home. You'll be fine. Yeah. So we But it's not going to be easy.
0: So we'll be cheering for them. Yeah. And because uh, yeah, anytime you can see like a, you'd love to see the powerhouses go down. Yeah. Right. You love. You love to see UNB get a. You know, be upset, to be shocked. It's not. Uh, it doesn't happen often. They're one of the top teams, always in the country. But uh, you'd love to see a team like that go down.
1: So they play Friday, Saturday at UNB? If you're in Fredericton listening to our show, A, thank you. B, that's game one and game two. Game two and three will be Wednesday, Tuesday the 28th. Uh, there's no Moncton Wildcats game, so you can go catch some playoff hockey. Uh, and then Wednesday the 1st, if necessary, um, which Moncton is in Rimouski. So perfect timing for them to host two playoff games. So There you go.
0: There you go. Uh, and also, uh, honorable mention, stick tab of the week. To the first medalists for the province of New Brunswick at the Canada Games. Nice. Uh, male synchronized trampoline. <laughs> not just any gold, not just any medal, the gold medal uh, to Eric Davis and Dexter Richard of Fredericton. So we're on the board and we're also number one. I want that
1: as an adult event.
0: Yes, could you That's imagine right. you and I in
1: <laughs> synchronized gymnastics? Oh my goodness! Let's do it. Do the tummy tuck.
0: <laughs> no, do the back crack. <laughs> no, act like you're getting out of bed <laughs> in the morning.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Just sitting here, I'm stretching a few times. If you've uh, if you watched on the show over the over the past year, but uh, good, we're on the board with a gold medal. There you That's go. Always good. It's hopefully not going get... to ta- in, happen in hockey, so... Uh, nope, but hopefully we get another one in uh, girls' karate. Karate, yes. Karate Emily is Stewart. Emily Stewart. Yeah, uh, that's right. Friends of the show, Tanny Stewart, and I can never remember his... Jason. Is Jason, that's Jason. That's is. yeah. So we um, uh Hopefully she gets a medal, brings something home. Karate. Yeah, I don't want adult karate. Get my ass kicked.
0: I want uh, Canada Games, but like uh, burger eating.
1: <laughs> or Putin eating. It'd be a Canada fun. Games. <laughs> imagine a uh, Olympic-style show where it's uh, Olympic athletes versus, but it's for regular people. So regular people do the Olympic <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> or the Canada Games after the. Did you see? Speaking of Canada Games, this the, the uh, it's not all on Pi, but the speed skating is in Halifax and it's outdoors at the Oval downtown by the. Uh, really, it's, a, yeah. it's in Halifax. Yeah, it was on the news yesterday as we were speed packing games? up, and it's like weather concerns. No shit. That's it's different. outside in February in Halifax. But yeah, they and they had to, just quickly before they went to the show, they had a team skating and training. I'm like, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing if it's seasonally warm mm. on that day. <laughs> You're giving her all you got and er!
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That seems weird.
1: Which, I mean, if it holds out and, and the event goes well, it's kind of cool to see outdoor uh, speed skating.
0: The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at
1: 506-863-8802. Or text Layla or DM me and we can tell you how good Eric is at his job. Um, because we bought a house with Eric Murray. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been our realtor for since he started sponsoring the show. Yeah, we used him as our realtor. Nice. And I will give him major props um, because my wife is what you call type A. So she's been hounding Eric to go look at houses, and he's very good at what he does. He keeps us up to date on if there's offers, if it's a waste of our time, when we get there, blah, blah, blah. When we started looking again um, about three weeks ago, she's like, oh, should I start sending Eric some houses? I'm like, sure. (laughs) 17 houses she sent to him. I, I think it was like. Eight or nine, and we only went and saw like four before we found the one we're moving to. But yeah, yeah just she sends him a list, and he goes, "Nope, nope." Offer two offers, like he's he's very diligent, folks. So yeah. that read means more. You can DM us, and we'll tell you all the good things that uh, Eric does. So that brings us to the Wildcat Wildcat of the week, presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. This month they have a fifteen percent off all spa services. As well as a loyalty card. I couldn't think of that last week. Um, If you'd like to take advantage of that, please call them at 506 830 1224 or drop in for a visit at 1224 Mountain Road. The Wildcats Wildcat Week. Wildcat of the Week player goes to, well, it's pretty tough when you lose three. This is getting tougher and tougher as we go, but um, this guy was dialed in on the power play. He had back to back games with power play goals, um, and he was my rookie of the week. Rookie of the Year prediction. Um, He's been, on most nights, it's been kind of a seamless transition as he's been in the top six for more nights than he hasn't been. Um, Playing whether it's the wing, um, center on the second line. Um, uh, Yeah, you had two power play, one power play goal and two goals against Sherbrooke and one goal uh, against Halifax in that 11-3 loss on the power play. Your Wildcats Wildcat of the Week is number 20, Preston Lounsbury. That'll do it for the show this week. Um, tomorrow night's game versus the Sea Dogs. Use your March 22nd ticket. Um, as this is a re, uh, redo-type game, so use the March 22nd ticket uh, for this one as well. Don't forget, all playoff packages are on sale for season ticket holders, um, whether you got the email or the top of Section 101 for all home games in February, which is basically the next two... Um, yeah, get, get your playoff tickets if you believe to achieve. Get your playoff tickets. Dear God, I hope we have a bit of a run to get your playoff tickets. For Jeremy, I'm Adam. See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.